1: Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A retired Navy Admiral says it's time for the U.S. to launch a counterstrike against Iran backed Houthi rebels in Yemen.
3: Admiral James DeVridi says it's time the U.S. stopped treating the Houthis like a mere nuisance.
4: Let's not lose sight of the fact.
0: They are shooting missiles at our warships.
3: Attacks that could eventually hit their target, kill U.S. service members, or even sink a U.S. warship. None of those are impossibilities. Stavridis says it's something that would inevitably lead to a strong U.S. response, and that could encompass the entire region. Better we strike now and send a signal. Admiral Stavridis was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agner reporting.
2: The United Nations says global prices for food commodities like grain and vegetable oil fell last year from record highs in 2022. This is SRN News.
1: Eric Metaxas explains the process with this latest book. I've never, never ever, ever felt God calling me to write a book. Now, to some people that sounds loony, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but it does feel to me, I had never felt that feeling before that I've got to write this in obedience Mm. to God because this is happening now and I need to write this and I need to reach the Christians and the Christian leaders that are capable of being reached. The Eric Metaxas show overnights at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock in the Genovations Regen Weather Center Good afternoon and thanks for joining us here on a Sunday at AM 1280, The Patriot, The Closer. Brad Carlson's coming up next with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Your forecast is calling for mostly cloudy skies. We'll top out around 27, tonight down around 20 for the low, a slight chance of some snow on Monday morning. It doesn't look like much in the way of accumulation is expected for Monday. Cloudy and 32 for the daytime high. Brad Carlson and the Northern Alliance Radio are next on AM 1280, The Patriot.
5: Portions of the following program may have been pre recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering? Go flight. Master Control? Go flight. Studio Engineer? Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff.
1: The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280, The Patriot Studios in Eagan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson.
4: AM-1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget to check out the live stream of the broadcast that is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So, yeah, just go to uh, Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And be sure to give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, we do have a comment section there on which you can comment, uh, leave a question, uh, commendation or condemnation, as it were. We accept all accolades and criticisms at our NARN Facebook page. So we appreciate uh, you uh, giving us the support all these many years. Uh, It'll be about, in fact, it will be two months from today. So the first weekend in March. The Northern Alliance Radio Network will be celebrating 20 years on AM 1280, The Patriot. Unbelievable. I've been a fan. Well, I was a fan, obviously, before I was a uh, radio host. I've had my own show for 12 and a half years. But I first found out about the NARN the summer of 2004, so a few months uh, into their reign of local talk radio dominance, And here we are, uh, these many years later, still going strong and no stop sign in front of us yet. So be sure to stay tuned to am 1280 The Patriot, as well as the website am1280ThePatriot.com for any events, special programming, what have you, that may occur because of the Narn's 20th anniversary. I don't know of anything specific. I don't know of anything for sure. I've heard rumors, same as you have. So I guess we're all just going to have to stay tuned. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, this first hour is uh, going to be kind of intensive regarding firearms, Second Amendment, uh, what have you. Uh, I would encourage you, by the way, to listen to Mitch's show, uh, the podcast of Mitch's show yesterday. If you didn't happen to listen to it live, uh, why the heck not, first of all? But if you didn't, be sure to check out the podcast of Mitch's show yesterday, particularly the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, Communications guy Nick Majerus was a guest on Mitch's show, and he talked in depth about the new red flag law that went into effect here in Minnesota. Now, the red flag law, or extreme risk protection order law, it was basically a gun control edict that was passed by the DFL trifecta, the last legislative session, where basically uh, a gun owner if they are deemed to be a risk to themselves or to their or to others, could have their firearm taken away. And like saying say, Nick Majeris appearing on Mitch's show yesterday in the 2 o'clock hour, did a great explainer talking about this new law. Of course, Rob Doerr, friend of the broadcast and senior vice president of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, put out a great video explainer at gunowners.mn. Excuse me, got a thro- uh, frog in my throat there. Pardon me that folks good thing for the cough button uh, <laughs> uh rob door put out a great explainer at gunowners.mn of what could be considered unintended consequences or if i were cynical but perish the thought intended consequences of this law so i don't know how much more i have to add because between mitch and nick and rob they have forgotten about all about Uh, the intricacies of the Second Amendment. They have forgotten more than I'll ever know. Okay. But nevertheless, I've got my own two cents that I would like to interject. First of all, I want to cite the piece written by Alex DeRosier at the Pioneer Press. Uh, The uh, headline says, How Does Minnesota's New Red Flag Law Work? And if you'll excuse me, I need to get a drink of water here. So, Spencer, do we have elevator music? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was terrible timing. All of a sudden, I just started getting the hacks there. I don't know what the heck happened. But again, Alex DeRosier from the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Under the new law, family members and law enforcement can petition a court to remove firearms from an individual deemed an immediate threat to themselves or others. For example, a person with a suicidal immediate family member or a partner who has threatened violence would file a request with the court explaining the situation. If the court finds evidence of the risk compelling, it can issue an emergency order directing a person to surrender their firearms and banning the person from purchasing firearms. There are two types of orders. An emergency order that goes into effect immediately and lasts 14 days and a long-term order requiring a hearing. The long-term order can last from six months to one year. So what I understand from the emergency order, that, again, goes into effect immediately and lasts 14 days. Basically, the person, the gun owner, whom the petition is filed against, it's basically a one-way street. They don't know that the order is being filed against them until it's put into place and then it's ruled and then their firearm is taken away on an emergency basis you know, for 14 days until it's properly adjudicated. Now, the long-term order... The one that could potentially last from six months to a year. Basically, the order is fired, filed against you, and you, the accused. Okay, you have to go to court and prove that you are not a danger to others, and or a danger to yourself. So basically, you have to prove that this is a, not a legit complaint. Now, again, I'm no legal beagle, but that seems to fly in the face of due process of innocent until proven guilty, the presumption of innocence, because basically you have to prove that what the person in, you know, let's just throw out a hypothetical, your domestic partner, you have to prove what they're saying is incorrect. How do you do that? And oh, by the way, this is a civil complaint, so there's no lawyer present. You cannot... Request the services of a lawyer. Because even in most cases, you know, well, Fifth Amendment spells that out very clearly. If, if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you. Well, in this case, you don't get an attorney. You have to go on your own and, and prove that you are not a danger to yourself or others. Now, okay, I, I understand. On the surface, there are legitimately dangerous people who, you know, let, again, another hypothetical, are having a say, a mental health episode, and there is a very real threat of them doing harm to themselves. And obviously, you as a loved one want desperately to remove all temptation of a person to harming themselves. And let's be honest, if you own a firearm, that could probably be the quickest way to inflict harm on yourself, if the goal, obviously, is to take your own life, right? So I get that, and so and I'm sensitive to that. But the problem is, and what the people who brought forth this law and passed it into and passed it via the legislature, and then Governor Walls signed into law, what they don't take into account is the pervasiveness of swatting, basically revenge tactics. Now you know, y'all know what swatting is, where basically someone can call nine one one and they can scramble the number so it makes it look like it's coming from a different phone number than it actually is and say, hey, there's there's currently a shooting or somebody is being held hostage with a gun at this address. We need to send law enforcement over there right away. And law enforcement shows up, breaks down the door, and it turns out there is nothing of the sort. It's just a revenge tactic. Like, for instance, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, over the holidays, had her home swatted. Because a lot of people, particularly the progressives, and I dare say a good number of Republicans don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I don't know the nature of the complaint, doesn't matter. But what happened was law enforcement showed up there. And if the call is serious enough to say, hey, there's someone being held at gunpoint in this home, well, heck, all, all of a sudden, potentially a SWAT team could show up. Okay? So my point is what is there in place to prevent abuse? Of this measure, because those who are eligible to uh, uh, petition, you know, are family household members eligible. And that includes spouses and former spouses, parents and children, guardians, persons who are presently residing with the respondent or a person involved in a significant romantic or sexual relationship with the respondent. Well, if you have, let's say you are married to someone and you have an ex-spouse that is very spiteful or uh, you're in the midst of a custody battle and you therefore want to show that your partner is not capable of being a part-time parent, even a full-time parent, Okay, they might use this as a tactic to undermine their custody case. And so the natural question is, well, how do we prevent this from being abused in the future. Well, DFL Senator Ron Lantz, one of the champions of this particular legislation, says, well, wow, come on now. Filing a petition with false information, that's a gross misdemeanor. That just doesn't seem worth the risk of filing something with nobly false information. Well, yeah, that on its face, that may be true, but really, the... Only way that that's violated is if a person knowingly files false information. So, okay, how do you prove that? Do you say, "Hey, ma'am, uh, you are filed this petition against your ex-husband, uh, Red. Flag, you know, try to get their firearm uh, taken away." Turns out, the statement that you made on this petition turns out that isn't true. Oh, well, I didn't knowingly publish false information. And then it becomes a he, he said, she said. So again, how is it that you prevent abuse of this? Because then a person, you know, internally could say, ah, got it, it didn't work. I, I didn't knowingly publish false information. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I, I didn't know this. Okay, I'll, I'll withdraw the complaint. And then internally, they're thinking, yeah, no harm, no foul. Okay. So there's a lot of issues there that it seems to me these legislators weren't looking at like for instance and this is something that rob rob door, senior vice president minnesota gun owners caucus brought up on his video explaining red flag laws like for instance if you if there's an emergency order and your gun is to be taken away immediately and is kept from you a minimum of 14 days law enforcement if they say break down your door and to execute a search warrant to get your firearm well, they've got liability protection against damage to your gun to your gun, to your property, like if they kick down your door. And I, I was shocked to hear this, even if, you know, if I mean if you kick down a door and you have a nervous dog and the dog responds to that and say they shoot your dog, they have criminal and civil liability protection against that. So this is all this opens up a whole new can of worms. So Again, this is a situation where there has to be actual damages shown before a suit could be brought against us, because obviously one of the questions the Gun Owners Caucus got is like, well, wait a minute. If this violates due process, can't there be a lawsuit to to head this off? And I'm like, well, pretty much in anything, damages have to be shown. And here's the thing. Uh, I forget the name of the general. Alex DeRozier, who wrote this piece at the Pioneer Press, You know, he he wrote all of this, he he put together this piece and really didn't provide a counter-narrative. I mean, he did reach out to Rob Doerr for a quote, and basically, uh, you know, gun right advocates in Minnesota can't challenge the law until cases emerge, but at least one group is already open to getting involved in a legal case to get it overturned. And here's Rob Doerr's quote. If there's a good case with a sympathetic client, absolutely we'll look into it. Uh, Again, that's a quote from Rob Doerr, lobbyist with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. That's the only quote that they they got from Rob. I guarantee you Rob had a heck of a lot more to say on this issue than that, but they just cherry-picked that one and said, "Well, you know if, if there's a there's a if there's a sympathetic client absolutely making it seem like it would be a very rare thing." So, I I get it. Look, there are there are people who all of a sudden could potentially break mentally you know, an ex-lover that gets scorned and they're a legal gun owner and they break mentally and could be a legitimate danger to themselves or to say uh, they're ex-lover, what have you. And and again, like I said, I'm very sympathetic to that. And there should be something to, to combat that. But the problem is, how do we head off this being abused? Because there there aren't just one-off abuses of the legal system to try to get revenge on people you don't like. Again, it happens to politicians all the time where they're swatted. Okay. So this just seems like the potential for abuse. I hope that's not the case. Right. I hope that's not the case, but if it is uh, hopefully that a legitimate case is brought about it to, to combat it. And again, I don't know that it would be enough to you know, nullify this law that, I, I, I'm afraid that ship may have sailed again. I may be talking out of turn here because I'm no legal scholar to be sure. But uh, this is something that uh, uh, this is a reason that I, as a gun owner, uh, make a regular contribution to the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus because they keep their finger on the pulse of such issues. So again, go to gunowners. Mn to find out more. And again, listen to Mitch's two o'clock hour yesterday with uh, communications guy Nick Majerus to get definitely more in-depth analysis of this new law. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. And we do have a live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Facebook page, so check us out there. Brad Carlson, the closer are back in mere moments. You know where.
5: Dot com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women plus articles on relationships health and beauty parenting and more at I believe a division of Salem media group I believe your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before they'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact a Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure but thrive And that education is available for half-off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
6: Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away? Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits... You lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800 578 3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800 578 3535. 800 578 3535. 800 578 3535.
2: This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you, and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial-free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pragertopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pragertopia Unlimited. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday, Holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful creative tools from Worship House
0: Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
4: Hey, welcome back. I am 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I
7: need dollar, dollar, dollar.
4: That's what I need. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And don't forget, the live stream of the broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I reached out to a uh, few uh, longtime gun owners, uh, gun lobbyists, activists, whomever, just kind of get finger on the pulse of this latest bit and the uh, resignation of Wayne Lapierre, who is was the chief executive officer of the National Rifle Association, was pretty much universally met with a good riddance, about time, long overdue, what have you. Uh, yeah, Wayne Lapierre, who, who had been the CEO of the NRA for thirty years, uh, has resigned. The thing, my thing is, I I never became a member of the NRA, not because I was concerned how people characterized the organization or whatever else. I mean, people characterize gun owners, in particular, and I, I consider myself to be part of that category as a gun owner and a and a, uh, a staunch uh, Second Amendment uh, adv- advocate. So, yeah, I um, I didn't concern myself, but the the thing is, is the NRA really, um, as far as Contributing to politicians really isn't as pervasive as the left makes it out to be. Again, it's classic projection from the left, as we know, because anytime there's a mass shooting, it's like, well, because these congressmen are all, you know, they got their uh, cojones in a, in the uh, NRA's pocket, you know, because their uh, uh, their cojones are attached to the NRA's money clip. That's why they can't, ma- they they won't enact any gun control legislation. And it's so brutally dishonest because if you look at Independent expenditures spending over the last couple of decades, the NRA doesn't even register in the top 100 of money contributed to political campaigns for individual political candidates. In fact, overwhelmingly, the independent expenditures come from pro-choice organizations, pro—and let's call them what they are—pro-abortion organizations. So when you hear a progressive uh, say that the uh, politicians are in the and the uh, when basically the politicians are in the pockets of the NRA. They're 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 projecting because the most powerful lobby they have the abortion lobby as well as teachers unions. They are they come with huge unconscionable amounts of money in political spending. So it's classic projection. We know that and and, and besides, whenever you hear after a mass shooting that kind of chanting points like, well, you know, these Republican congressmen uh, the. They're under the thumb of the NRA. That's why they're not enacting gun control legislation. They can be summarily dismissed because they don't know what the flip they're talking about. I mean, let's just be brutally honest. So Jim Garrity uh, reacted to Wayne LaPierre resigning as the uh, CEO of the NRA. Uh, During an NRA board of directors meeting, uh, last week in Irving, Texas, NRA President Charles Cotton reported that he accepted LaPierre's resignation. According to the NRA, LaPierre cited health reasons as a reason for his decision. Well, that and certain members of the NRA are facing a lawsuit. A <coughs> uh, longtime NRA executive and head of general operations, Andrew Erlandandum, will become the CEO and executive vice president of the NRA. Had the 74-old LaPierre stepped down from the NRA in early 2017, shortly after Donald Trump had beaten Hillary Clinton and helped assure a pro-Second Amendment majority on the Supreme Court. LaPierre would be universally hailed as a hero among gun owners everywhere. But the last seven years or so have been some of the most tumultuous and most difficult in the NRA's history, and LaPierre's intractable control over the organization, aided by a loyal majority on the NRA's board of directors, was a major factor in the organization's difficulties. Starting at the NRA's annual meeting in Indianapolis in 2019, the organization has faced a cavalcade of credible allegations of self-dealing and egregious waste of donor money, with some allegations coming from former leaders of the group like Oliver North. LaPierre reportedly made suit purchases from the Zegna store in Beverly Hills between 2004 and 2017, totaling more than a quarter of a million dollars, and sent the bills to the NRA's former PR firm, Ackerman McQueen. The NRA has admitted some benefits paid to top executives were excessive. In 2020, Executive Vice President Wayne LaPierre received $1.7 million in compensation, the filing said, including a $455,000 bonus. He was paid $1.9 million the year before. Legal fights with Ackerman McQueen and the State Attorney General of New York generated gargantuan legal fees. From 2018 to 2020, the NRA paid its top lawyer, William A. Brewer III, and his firm more than $54 million. So you know what that donor money that's going to the NRA, you know what that isn't doing when it's being spent on legal fees? Advocating for the Second Amendment and ensuring that your civil liberties stay intact, particularly your right to own a gun. And the drop in membership, according to Stephen Gutowski at The Reload, has driven a stark decline in the NRA's revenue over the same period. The presentation shows revenues were down nearly $24 million, or 11%, between 2021 and 2022, while expenses grew by more than $11.5 million, or 5.5%. A $37.5 million or forty-two or 32%, shortfall in membership dues was behind the revenue collapse. So people were basically saying the jig is up. We're spending money, we're giving the NRA our money, donating money to the NRA under the presumption that they're going to fight for our rights to own a gun. I almost said fight for a right to party, but no, that's a different organization. Fight for our rights uh, uh, and gun ownership and be a, a, a solid lobbying firm. And they have done anything but. Yeah, they still put out the obligatory brochures and mailers and whatnot, But as far as having politicians in their back pocket, that just isn't true. So that just tells you that the gun owner lobby is comprised of we the people. And guess what? We'll take our dollars and support elsewhere, particularly local gun organizations. I donate personally every month to the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And on a national level, from what I've seen, the Firearms Policy Coalition, as well as Gun Owners of America, if you really want staunch advocates for your gun rights, those are the organizations you should check out. I'm not saying to blindly donate to them based on my word, but check them out. That's what you should be doing, anyways, with your hard-earned dollars with any organization. So, uh, for the progs jumping up and down like poo-flinging monkeys, rejoicing in the problems the NRA is having, uh, go ahead and do it if you want. If it makes you, if it makes you feel better, but I'm here to tell you that again, we the people is what comprises the gun lobby, and we're some of the most well-mobilized advocacy groups out there. And it's a re- that's the big reason why civil liberties are not infringed when there's pressure to enact gun control by Congress and your local politicals. Brad Carlson, The closer, are back with another segment on the broadcast, In Mere Moments. You know where.
3: To the ones who've watched our beautiful, thriving country unravel before our eyes. The citizens who have built America to be strong, courageous, and to hold fast to truth. Are you watching in real time as our rights are being stripped away? We've been silenced, fear-mongered, and coerced into big government mandates and agendas. As a conservative organization and alternative to AARP, we at AMAC recognize that it is you, the citizens of America, that band together to influence public policy, defend our Constitution, and preserve our God-given freedom. Join over 2 million citizens of AMAC today by visiting us at amac.us forward slash fight. As a member, take advantage Of exclusive benefits including insurance, travel, finance, entertainment, and more. Let us be your guide, offer you everyday solutions, and stay up to date on the issues that matter most. Rest easy knowing that we are here to advocate for you. Visit AMAC. That's AMAC.us forward slash fight. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you.
1: 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553.
4: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Here to take a phone
3: call,
4: 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NARN show. That's hashtag NARN show for any comments or questions. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Yeah, go to Facebook. Check us out at the uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network. And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And and you can also leave a comment or question there as we are live streaming the broadcast. Yeah, it looks like it's still going. Haven't had any technical hiccups with the uh, live stream of late. So that's good. Still rolling. Uh, Continuing our discussion, yeah, it's a uh, firearms-intensive first hour here. A lot of news surrounding uh, firearms, the Second Amendment, what have you. Uh, An awful incident that took place in a small uh, Iowa community, uh, Perry, Iowa, this past week. This is from uh, the Associated Press. Report Again, out of Perry, Iowa, Nicholas Riccardi and Hannah Fingerhut from the AP. A 17-year-old opened fire at a small-town Iowa high school before classes resumed on the first day after winter break, killing a sixth grader and wounding five others Thursday as students barricaded in office, ducked into classrooms, and fled in panic. The suspect, a student at the school in Perry, died of a one investigators believe is a self-inflicted gunshot wound, an Iowa Division of Criminal, Criminal Investigation official said. Authorities said one of the five people wounded was an administrator, later identified by his alma mater as Perry High School Principal Dan Marburger. Authorities identified the shooter, um, who I'm not going to name. Our policy here is we don't name the shooter, so I'm not going to name this person. Uh, and they provided no information about a possible motive. Two friends and their mother who spoke with the a p said this the shooter was a quiet person who had been bullied for years. Perry has about eight thousand residents and is about forty miles northwest of Des Moines on the edge of the state capital's metropolitan area. It is home to a large pork processing plant and low slung single story homes spread across among Trees now shorn of their leaves by winter. The high school and middle school are connected, sitting on the east edge of town. Authorities said the shooter had a pump-action shotgun and a small-caliber handgun. Mitch Mordvet, the state investigation division's assistant director, said during a news conference that authorities also found a pretty rudimentary improvised explosive device and rendered it safe. The suspect's motive is being investigated, and authorities are looking into a number of social media posts he made around the time of the shooting, Mortvett said. Um, My understanding is he um, put forth a post on TikTok that was playing the same music that the Columbine shooters were into back in 1999. And his uh, social media presence has since been removed. Well, I tell this story. I share this story because some of you probably have heard of it. I mean, it's Iowa's just to our south, of course. So I know local news certainly picked it up. And 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 obviously, whenever whenever there is a school shooting, it's going to make national news. Not not saying that it shouldn't. And obviously, I I take issue a lot with how national news covers certain stories because they look to engage in demagoguery. They often don't convey strictly facts. They just convey demagoguery, basically saying, you know, Iowa has this kind of law, that kind of law, and because of that, that that enabled the shooter to get a gun. Well, the shooter is under 18 years of years of age. So right away, any calls for gun control laws would be silly because this person was not eligible to own a gun. That's first and foremost. And so the the next question is, how did this person get their hands on a gun? Because if someone helped this person get a gun, whoever did that certainly would be liable. Because first and foremost, above anything else, they allowed a person to get a gun that shouldn't have owned a gun, and then that person did awful things with his gun. So it's interesting to me that Progressives, particularly news outlets like CNN and MSNBC and some of the, you know, uh, major networks like ABC, CBS, NBC, they all like to have their panel discussions, particularly cable news. That's a big thing on cable news panel discussions in the aftermath of shootings. And it's just an opportunity to to demagogue, to virtue signal, what have you. And, of course, you get the creamsicle-colored uh, uh, gun control groups that come out. You know, they wear the creamsicle-colored T-shirts. You know, and and particularly here, um, the gun control group, most pervasive gun control groups here in Minnesota, you know, the unarmed, unafraid is uh, is their mantra. And isn't it amazing how when they do protest gun violence, they always go to a park in Edina or Egan and not where the vast majority of the violent gun crime takes place? Isn't that interesting? That's rhetorical. So my point is, why wasn't there the breathless demagoguery that went along with this shooting as, say, other shootings? Uh, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, who I cite a lot on this show, uh, wrote a piece about this uh, in the aftermath. Uh, There was a school shooting in Iowa. A child died. Four others were wounded. The shooter commits suicide. It is so curious. We cannot say the press did not report it because it was widely reported. But we can all use our brains and common sense to realize how the media did not cover it extensively as they have numerous school shootings. There were no overnight roundtables on gun violence and the need for gun control. In a political environment where so many gun owners are supposed supposed threats to democracy, Democrat politicians have not run out as they usually do and demanded action. The president's response has been muted. Well, to be fair, the president hasn't made any public appearances since just before Christmas, unless you count the uh, uh, Democrats' Christmas of January 6th when he made a speech on Friday. Anyhow, I digress. We should conclude that, like so much of the media's coverage of news today, the intersectional algorithm falls outside white, cisgendered, heterosexual male school shooter into some victim class. And you would naturally be right. Just as the press censuriously lectures us not to dead name members of the trans community and they covered the Covenant school shooting in Tennessee using Audrey Hale's given name instead of Aiden Hale, which she wanted to be known by, and also downplayed Audrey Hale being trans, it looks like the same situation is playing out now. I'm I'm reminded of the three shootings last year that all occurred over a weekend. A mass shooting at a birthday party in Alabama with multiple people dead, but the shooters were black and the victims were black. The girl shot and killed by an elderly man in New York as the girl and her friends turned around in the man's driveway. The Victims were all white. The young man in Missouri who was shot through the front door by an elderly man. The boy thankfully survived. The boy was black. The man was white. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, there, there's your winner. That was the one who got that got the most coverage. Because if you remember that, it was an 80-something-year-old white guy who shot a black kid through the front door because this this young man, this young black boy, he was looking for his siblings and went to the wrong house and knocked on the wrong door. An innocent mistake. And for some reason, this 80-something-year-old white guy felt the need to, pop off a few rounds, and wounded the young black kid. Now, fortunately, the young man has survived, and he got a phone call from President Biden in the Oval Office saying, hey, young man, as soon as you're healed up, we'd like to have you come visit us here at the White House. But the family members of the white girls that were killed in New York and those white girls' sins were turning around in a man's driveway their family members get a call from the president? Maybe, may, maybe they did. They sure as heck didn't get an invite to the White House. Or the uh, victims that were shot at that Alabama birthday party? Did their families get a call from the White House? Again, maybe they did. But again, weren't invited to the White House. So you can see where this is going here. For all of the screeching that a lot of these gun control groups do about trying to pare down gun violence, really it's a situation, what supersedes that, and again, this isn't to say that they don't care about gun violence and they're not trying to quell gun violence. In fact, I'll even grant you that they're doing everything they think is right to quell gun violence but they're going about it the wrong way and when you point it out to them that's when they get into the demagoguery and the straw men and the and the uh just the emotional response oh you don't believe in gun control well you must like dead kids so that blood their blood is on your hands and again, I'll continue with this story uh, from Eric Erickson. The stories the press chooses to cover are all chosen through an intersectional lens. So if the school shooter in Iowa were a MAGA family, you'd be waking up to copious media coverage. But you weren't because the shooter wasn't. The shooter is from, drumroll please, the Alphabet Gang. Yes, the LGBTQIA 2S. So move along, please the narrative does not the narrative does not work you can have a news day mostly free of lectures on the evils of the second amendment so if you wonder why gun control groups are not taken seriously right there is exhibit a now am i denying that there is an issue with gun violence of course not but these people want to make it seem like it's the OK Corral out there. And their solution is to get the guns. And by the way, the shooter didn't have an AR-15, so that's probably another factor in them not demagoguing it. He had a simple handgun and a pump-action shotgun. Okay? So, can't really demagogue that now, can we? But my point in all of this is to say... That it seems as though what started out is a, a pure purpose, trying to quell gun violence. And again, that's a very noble cause, and I am all down for that cause as well. No one should have to fear being shot by, you know, in this case, a sixth-grade kid going to school. Which again, they like to make it seem like that there is a supreme risk of that, that it's more risky. That a kid will get shot at school than they will getting hit by a car because they don't look both ways after they get off the school bus. And statistically, I don't believe that's the case. But my point is is that there shouldn't if there's anything that could reduce the percent chance that a kid gets killed by gun violence, yeah, I'm I'm all ears. As long as it doesn't violate a lawful gun owner's rights. But you see, that's the that there therein lies the rub. Okay, Those who acquire, who want guns, firearms for nefarious purposes, no amount of legislation is going to work. And here's another thing. There are already laws in place to prevent the vast majority of these shootings, but for whatever reason, they didn't work. Why? Well, first of all, criminals don't follow laws. Or secondly, it could be the just sheer incompetence of government, like we saw in the Uvalde, Texas shooting, where law enforcement didn't even react while a shooter was able to pick off kids at will. Or, say, someone who was precluded from owning a gun because there was a domestic violence issue on their record, but that was not logged into their record, and so therefore did not come up on a background check. Things like that. So, if Government incompetence is the reason that people who shouldn't be getting guns are allowed to get guns, not really sure how more gun laws are going to prevent these issues. So 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Or check us out at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson back with one more segment this hour. know nowhere.
1: If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. The next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot
7: Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org service.
5: You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. RB's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Join the Patriot
1: Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit AM1280Thepatriot.com today.
3: All of my life, I stood outside
4: the circle. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And again, check us out via Twitter. You can weigh in, leave a question or comment at hashtag NARN That's hashtag NARN show. And don't forget the live stream of the broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there as well. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I caught this uh, a few days ago at National Review. Ari Bloff wrote about it. Uh, This is regarding uh, a group of Jewish men attending a Utah Jazz basketball game, New Year's Day. So uh, this was uh, the Utah Jazz, hometown Utah Jazz, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, These uh, group of Jewish men attending this basketball game on New Year's Day were told to take down their blue and white signs featuring the slogan, I'm a Jew and I'm proud after basketball star Kyrie Irving took offense at the message. Irving was suspended for several games in 2022 for sharing a black Hebrew Israelite documentary that parroted anti-Semitic conspiracies accusing Jews of orchestrating the Atlantic slave trade and argued that African-Americans are the true descendants of ancient Israelites. Evremi Zippel, one of the sign holders, told National Review that everything was going smoothly until midway through the first quarter when Irving, a point guard with the opposing Dallas Mavericks, gestured over to him and said, Nice! I'm a Jew, too, pointing to some sort of Star of David Illuminati tattoo on his hand. Rather than challenge Irving, Zippel brushed it off, telling National Review he responded by saying, Nice! Happy New Year, buddy! Following the brief interaction, dribbling the ball down court, Irving reportedly shot back at Zippel over his shoulder. Don't got to bring a sign like that to to a game. Zippel laughed it off and thought it was a pretty harmless exchange until minutes later, stadium security was dispatched to check his tickets and demand he take his sign down. We complied. We obliged. All is good. All is calm, Zippel told National Review, reflecting on the encounter, sharing that a Jazz executive later told his group, that they have a no-signage courtside policy. So if people were to go courtside and hold up a uh, Pride rainbow-colored sign with the alphabet on there, LGBTQIA plus 2S, you know, in big, bright colors, or a Black Lives Matter sign, you know, with the the big fist and everything, that that would be – that would uh, violate your no sign policy and would be immediately asked to be taken down? Am I, am I understanding that right? Because I got to tell you, um, if, if that is part of the no sign policy, then fine. It doesn't matter the content of the sign. It's just no signs, period, end of story. No matter how harmless or provocative they are, it's just no sign policy i got to tell you, if someone was holding up a Rainbow Pride sign or a Black Lives Matter sign and they were demanded to be taken down in adherence to the no sign policy, there would be quite the backlash, wouldn't there? There would be quite a visceral reaction. But as we've been talking about for the past few months on this show, uh, it seems like that bigotry towards Jewish people Jewish groups, Jewish sentiments, whatever, it doesn't seem to be quite the backlash or it isn't given quite the notoriety, the backlash, that it would be, say, from people reacting to anti-Black Lives Matter or anti-gay sentiments. Now, would it? On Wednesday afternoon, the Jazz released a statement about the incident, explaining that the basketball club's code of conduct is in place so that games could be played without distraction or disruption. The issue was the disruptive interaction caused by the usage of the signs, not the content of the signs, the note read. Zippel said prior to attending the game, he had checked Jazz guidelines and found no clause that prohibited his display. The Shabbat rabbi was gifted alongside his brother, father, and friend, all of whom are figures in the local Jewish community. The tickets from the grandchild of Holocaust survivors and felt Irving's presence was a fitting backdrop to highlight growing concerns about anti-Semitism in America. Leading up to the encounter, Zippel insisted that no one in his party booed or jeered Irving. Okay, we can quibble over the Code of Conduct you know, the Jazz Code of Conduct and their policy, all we want. I mean, they insist that, look, whether the fans are disruptive or not, it's irrelevant. It's just this: if, if there's a sign. Again, it doesn't matter what the fans are saying or whatnot. If you're holding up a sign, that is de facto disruptive. So, again, I I'm quite skeptical that if it were a rainbow-colored pride sign or a Black Lives Matter sign or, heck, let's even go for a pro-choice sign, that those would be taken down, demanded to be taken down in quite the same manner. I could be wrong, but color me skeptical. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance. Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back with another hour on the broadcast. You know where. the doors
3: and let you- to the world closing time turn all of the lights on
2: over every boy and every girl
5: do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so annuity general would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity the annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities call now. 800-914-1358.
1: 800-914-1358. 800-914-1358. That's
2: 800-914-1358. This is Dennis Prager, now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you, and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager, it's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends, plus you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pragertopia unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours you can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech, join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pragertopia unlimited. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at dennisprager.com.
8: Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news. The life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ with daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues. You now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. AM 1280, the Patreon.